today we're looking at some cruising. There are some wonderful new options around our area in the Antivities, I think you might say. So Australia and New Zealand, there's a festival in Tasmania we're going to look at. Yeah, there's always something to talk about in the world of travel. Sally Lucas and I, we're talking travel and so are you at the moment too. Now, lots of things on offer at the moment around our islands, I suppose you might say, in this part of the world. Yes, Jane, there are. And we talk a lot about the islands more over this side, I suppose, because I guess we have got a lot of islands on and around the East Coast area and up north, but we're going west and we're going to talk about the proper name is the Haltman Abrolis and it's made up of three island groups and it's sort of about due um, west of Geraldton by about, uh, I think it's about um, 60 kilometres roughly out to sea and they're just known generally as the Abrolis Islands and you can do, they are a national park by the way, they were designated as a national park by the West Australian Government back in July 2019 and they are, a hundred. there is rather 122 of these islands so it's quite remarkable, it's like a little mini Galapagos like we think of Kangaroo Island a bit that way don't we but it's made up of a number of groups of islands um, which are called the um, Middle Island, there's Square Island, Pelset Island, it goes on, there's so many islands. And of course, you may recall anyone, if they're into shipwrecks, that a lot of ships have been wrecked on those islands, including the famous one, which was the Batavia, and that was in the 1600s. That was when the Dutch were still learning to navigate, weren't they? Well, I say they yes. didn't know about the country at first. But the poor things, what happened is not only were they... Um, you know, shipwrecked, they went aboard and then they were uh, suffered a, a mutiny and massacre that took place amongst the actual survivors. So, yes, yeah, so it's quite a famous group of islands in some respects. So it's a massive group of islands, as I said. And the thing is, it's got a lot of activities there to suit a variety of interests. Now, it's not got a living population on these islands. So if you look it up in um, Wikipedia, I think it said maximum population of six at any one time. This is when the fishermen go out and stay out there for a while for their fishing because it is... Very, very famous for its fishing, and in particular its crayfish uh, lobsters as mm. well. Um, and some different fish, apparently. There's, there's another fish called Samson fish, and they've become so friendly. They, you can, These are huge fish, apparently. You can even feed them by hand. Mm. But you see other things out there like sea lions, which if you're lucky enough, you might be able to swim with the sea lions, and dolphins, and of course at the right time of the year you'll see whales, etc. And of course on the island itself it's got a range of reptiles, including lizards, skinks, dwarf-bearded dragons, many seabirds. Huge colonies of seabirds exist on the island with more than 90 species have been identified. And they rely on schools of the pelagic baitfish for their food. And also, which I thought was fascinating, there is um, a marsupial there which is very similar to the quokka but a bit bigger. And it's learnt to adapt itself to the remote island habitat. And it can even drink seawater when there's no fresh water available. Now, that's clever. Isn't mm. that clever? So that's remarkable. Um, as I said, the fishing, they've got all sorts of fish there. They've got groper, dewfish, which I've never heard of. Dew, but D-H-U, dewfish, I, I suppose. I think that's just another spelling. Is that a spelling for yeah. dewfish? It yeah. might be. I, I thought that. I think that's that. the accepted spelling nowadays. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. yeah. oh, politically correct again, is it? Got it. Snapper, coral trout, emperor fish, etc. So look, you've got a wonderful group of islands and you can go out there, as I said, um, 
on a cruise. You can organise to go from Geraldton. But also, don't forget, in Geraldton itself, you can learn more about the history. Of course, if you go to the Shipwrecks Gallery at the Museum of Geraldton, you'll learn a lot about what happened out there with the different um, shipwrecks over the years. And also, they've got what they call the... W-I-E-B-B-E, how would you pronounce that? You have a go. Viba, Viba Hayes Fort. It's the oldest surviving European building in Australia, which was built by the survivors of the shipwreck um, and the mutiny as well. So that's something you could do if you wanted to go out and do an Abrolhos Island cruise. So I think that sounds absolutely fascinating. And the next time I go to WA, I think I'm going to put that on my list. Sounds as though it's something that nobody's done before, so it'd be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. And, of course, you're that close then to go up to Monkey Mire Mm -hmm. and do your swimming with your dolphins there as well if you want to. Mm -hmm. And, of course, it's a lot to see on that coral coast and the shark coast, as they say it. So it's a lovely part of Western Australia. We're talking travel with Sally Lucas and... Sally, so much to do in the West, but there are other places we're visiting today. We are. We're hopping across the ditch again to New Zealand, and you can do some wonderful wilderness expeditions aboard a vessel called the Heritage Explorer, which only uh, has a maximum of 18 guests, 10 cabins, and they're doing some really unique itineraries around New Zealand now, which would be a lovely thing to do. So you can, again, hike, swim, enjoy kayak and zodiac excursions, you know, spot your wildlife, all of that. One of them, to me, this sounds fabulous, this one, Southern Fjords Discovery. It's a deep exploration of the Fjordlands, Southern Fjords. You go from Tiano uh, Return and you do a spectacular helicopter flight at the start or completion, whichever works out better weather-wise, of of your trip. And, of course, you're looking for all those wonderful creatures we just mentioned, like bottlenose dolphins, crested penguins, New Zealand fur seals. And you explore the southern fjords, which are only accessible by sea. And you do two days expedition cruising through the Dusky Sound, which would be just beautiful. Um, And then you visit islands that are predator-free, Chalky, Anchor and Pigeon Islands, which will be wonderful. And you learn about the rich conservation history of the region, um, including Richard Henry's pioneering bird transfers, where birds have been relocated. Uh, And, of course, you go into Doubtful Sound as well. um, And you go into lots of other areas. Areas, Cuttle Cove, Luncheon Cove, Blanket Bay, I love some of these names, etc. Island sanctuaries uh, for the Kakapo and the Little Spotted Kiwi as well. So, yeah, and it's just got wonderful food on board. Everything's included. So that's and another one. That's with seven days. There's an eight day and it's the Unseen Stewart Island pristine wilderness and wildlife adventure. Now, the previous one has got departures, by the way, should I say, from July through to September this year. The Stewart Island is just one departure in June and one in October. Um, And what you're doing there, of course... Not a lot of people get as far south as Stewart Island. You know, they think of the north and the south island, but forget about Stewart right down the bottom. So it's actually, they call it like a time-forgot place almost, and you've, it's wildlife-rich down there as well. And again, you've got a predator-free island down there as well. Apparently this island, Alba Island, is your best chance of seeing a kiwi during the day. I've never seen a kiwi in the wild. In the wild, mm. no. Um, 
you go to a quirky town centre there of Oban and you can enjoy a drink with the locals. Again, you've got bottlenose dolphins in one of the inlets there, the Patterson Inlet. Uh, you explore virgin forests as well. You do a zodiac safari of Port Adventure. Uh, you go to a remote area of Port Pegasus. Um, also, you can try a bit of fishing if you want to catch a meal for your table and do that as well. And again, learning about the rich conservation history. You do kayaking into the remote coves and inlets as well. And options to explore the granite domes and a subalpine range as well and a zodiac safari along Lord's River. They call it New Zealand's Amazon. Mm. And they've got lots of other cruises as well, Jane. So not just in the South Island, but they've got ones of the Marlborough Sounds, a Northern Fjords Explorer, etc. And another one called All the Fjords, which is a 10-day doing the whole lot. So that is New Zealand for you. And, and there's plenty of great nature to look at in this New Zealand. certainly is. And if you offer something really different for winter, I mean, and pack your winter woolies because we are going south to Hobart, they have what they call dark mofo, which is their long weekend, if you like, festival. It's been going for quite a number of years now and they celebrate cooking with fire or at, a, at what they call a winter feast and you have all the festivals have art galleries that have specially got special installations in and it's all a bit quirky and different things happen along the way and yes they say experience the darker side of Tasmania <laughs> only found in the dead of winter so you can do this you might even see a witch or a wizard you think. yes and of course you can still get out to, to Mona as well while you're there the wonderful Mona and if you're lucky enough you can um, go to out to lunch at the agrarian kitchen which is beautiful out in New Norfolk which is all sustainable produce etc that they do and that they're part of that as well and Marilla Winery which is another winery that makes the most beautiful red wine actually um, I have been there a couple of times they've got a lovely restaurant there as well if you're going to, to Hobart but there's lots of you know gin distilleries, whiskey distilleries, wineries, restaurants. You know, it, it, I love Hobart. I think it's such a pretty little city and right on that harbour front again, which is so attractive. And there's just so much you can do that's nearby, you know, whether it's going out to Mountfield National Park across to Bruny Island, doing a cruise of the coastline. You know, it's it's got a lot to to do down Huge in there. Huge amount to do. Yeah, and a little island with heaps to do and you need more time than you think. Two annual FM's Talking Travel, Sally Lucas. Hot deals time. What is there around at the moment? Well, we were talking about Hobart and the Dark Mofo. So there is a long weekend that's the specific of it all because it's the winter solstice. And so that's from the 18th to the 21st of June. So there is a little tour package if you happen to be down that way that you can purchase to do that. And that includes um, accommodation in a historic hotel, rather in a hotel looking over the historic uh, docks and you're right then in the heart of the festival activities and then you can just huddle around all the fire pits scattered around the city and have a lot of fun and it does include um, a meal at the agrarian kitchen and a visit to Mona as well in that little four-day package so just keep that in mind if you are thinking of heading down for that winter festival we were talking the Abrola Silence well you can now actually do it as a little package has just been released where you can do that with a combination with the Coral Coast it's an 11-day 10-night package 12th of February next year and you have two nights in Geraldton uh, on arrival and then you have a two in Monkey Mire and then you come back to Geraldton and do a five-night cruise of the islands and then you get a night in Geraldton at the end of the cruise again. So that is including a lot of sightseeing, of course, around the Geraldton Heritage Trail, including the Pink Lake, Hamlin Pool, uh, the Coral Coast, Shark Bay World Heritage Region, um, Monkey Mire, Shell Beach. Now, with Monkey Mire... Um, 
just to explain, not everyone does get in the water with the dolphins there. Um, you, you do, but if they've got babies or anything, then you're definitely not allowed in the water. Though when we went, it's unfortunate there were babies, but they, um, the lady or the guide just picked um, or selected some children, which was lovely. And so they took some young children down to, to feed the dolphins and be in the water with them. But normally you can have a few people in the water, but no, not every, depending on how many people are there, of course, it would be impossible to let everyone in the water at the same time. But it's still wonderful to see them up close anyway, because they come really quite close into the shore. So it's still quite an experience. Um, so yes, on this cruise, it's a, it's a wine and food specialty as well so you're getting all this beautiful if they catch a crayfish that day which is almost guaranteed you're going to have beautiful fresh crayfish lovely west australian wines and you're visiting the wreck site of the batavia doing beach walks visiting pearl farms island communities so really it's a lovely itinerary and it's such something really different out there in the marketplace um, there's a lot of tools in tasmania at the moment as i've said even there's a winter warmer if you want to do a coach program there's one in tasmania in depth it's a 14 day one doing just about everything and they Again, they're only taking 20 people, so it's it's lovely. They've got a full-size coach, but with only 20 guests, so it means you can spread out, move around, which is really great, and wonderful inclusions of both the east, the west coast, the colonial past, great inclusions on those, and they've got regular departures happening throughout there throughout the year, plus a winter warmer, and then you've also got some lovely 15-day Central Australian Discovery Tour from Adelaide to Darwin, and that's a lovely itinerary as well, and you're going into um, Port Augusta, Wilpina Pound, Cooper Pedy, Uluru, Kings Canyon, Alice Springs, Tennant Creek, Catherine and Darwin and that's a nice 15 day itinerary that's running in July and September. So there's plenty out there to do in our wonderful land and across the ditch of course. Um, just to mention before I go though Jane there was an article someone might have sent it in the Financial Review this week that the cruise ships that have been advertising that they're coming out here at the moment they're all putting it on hold now because the government's still sitting on the fence about whether when to open up for other overseas registered ships to come into our country. So currently we've only got two cruise operators. I mean, good luck to them. They're going to be so heavily booked, though, which is um, Coral Expeditions and True North are the only two local companies that are actually operating cruises like around the Kimberley and, and so on at the moment. But watch this space. I mean, they're all hopeful, but at this stage a lot of them are just saying they're going to stay in Europe for European summer now, cruise there and just wait and see. Um, see what, what happens. happens yeah. Oh, thank you, Sally Lucas. Thank you, Jane. And we'll talk travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news on 2NURFM.